everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito. And I am Maggie Robinson. And this is a podcast with no agenda. that I want to talk about today, Maggie. I don't think these are quite as fun as the last episode where I rattled off a gajillion products that I uh, that I bought. Um, but the first one is, I'm sure for all of our wonderful fans out there, uh, our listeners, I say fans, but really listeners and friends, you, you guys have figured out that we're recording probably three to four weeks in advance of when we actually release this. And so truthfully, I'm still doing that right now. It's the beginning of December. By the time you listen to this, it'll be the end of December. But we are going to go ahead and in 2021, start recording a little sooner to when the episodes go live. We just feel like that's a good way to keep everything current. Um, we know that not everybody listens to them right when they come out, but if just if anybody's been wondering like wow they're talking about stuff from 3 weeks ago that is that is why because of the the pre-record yes we didn't know what we were doing so we were nervous at first and hopefully that will help me when people actually talk to me about something we talked about on the podcast so i no lie am confusing my podcast talking with my actual real talking with real people okay so um yeah so sorry i do listen to all of them before they're released do you listen to them, Maggie? No. Maggie does not listen to them. I've gotten pretty used to listening to them. Still only listen to the one that you made me listen yes, to. in the car. Yep. We were coming back from a meeting. I was like, you're going to listen to this. All right. So that was that was really my housekeeping item. Uh, I did want to give, I would love to do a shout out or something like that every time or when we, you know, when something comes up. So I do want to shout out to my girlfriends from high school. Jessica, who we call Beatty, and that's a long story. It's really her family nickname. Uh, my friend Dana, who we call Dana B, or I call her Dana B. Her maiden name is Bourgeois, so we just call her Dana B. She's in my phone as Dana B. I don't really know any other Dana, so I don't really need to specify that. <laughs> and Allison, who we call Aro, like A-R-O, I feel like that had something to do with J Lo back when we were in high school. Cute. So we're all kind of we're all kind of goofy. So um, I ended up seeing Allison does not live. Allison and Jessica do not live in town anymore. And so Allison came in for Thanksgiving, and me, her, and Dana, um, we went to Superior the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Now I have not seen Allison. And Allison, if you're listening to this, I hope I'm saying this right. I don't think I've seen Allison in at least two years. Or maybe eight, 18 months to 24 months. So my point with this is, I, I'm about to get a little nostalgic. It is so awesome to me. Like these friends, they have been friends. We've been friends since we were 14 or 15 years old. You know, so now we're going on like 20 plus years of being friends. And it's like, you can just pick right back up. We could probably go 10 years and not even talk to each other. And literally just pick right back up, you know? And so um, I just think there's something to be said about those people that they love you for who you are, (laughs) faults and all. Um, I will say with COVID, we started doing Marco Polo. And so now we have a group Marco Polo chat. So I just got to give my girlfriends a shout out because they really, we have been through thick and thin, good times and bad times. So you got some good girlfriends, Maggie? Yeah, I do. I don't have the... The length of friendships that you have. Well, because but, you're younger. <laughs> well, and I feel like when I was 14, what grade are you in when you're 14? I was a freshman in high school. 
Okay. Keep in mind, I was old. Well, yeah, then I do have friends that have been my friends that long. Yeah. I just lose the concept. The concept of time is tricky for me. But it, it is good. And they know I suck at communicating, but they never give me a hard time about it. They're just happy to see me when they see me. And Yeah, you got I mean, Dana and I, I think, became friends freshman year. Jessica and I actually went, or BD, we went to school. We did grade school together for a little bit, but I don't think she was there the whole time. But I don't really know her. I, didn't, I don't think we were friends at that particular point. And then Allison, I'm not really sure how Allison and I became friends. I think we might have started carpooling to school because we both lived in the same neighborhood. Y'all probably have a stockpile of memories. Oh, my goodness. So I basically told them, I was like, okay, so I want to have y'all on. You know, I want to do, we kind of named ourselves Four Non-Blondes. <laughs> Love it. And it was, I don't know where we came up with that. And we thought it was funny. At our Zoom happy hour, I said, I want to have y'all on, but I'm kind of worried about what y'all are going to say, because we have so many memories, and some of them are probably a little embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, but they are. They're they're a big fan of the podcast. They listen to it religiously. Uh, my friend Allison has told me that I have influenced her. She's bought a few things that we've talked about. So anyway, shout out, girls. I uh, love y'all to death. Um, and so that being said, before we bring on our guest, I've decided to start the word of the episode. Drum roll, please. The word of the episode is cognizant. All right, Lainey, your job that I'm just telling you about is to look up the definition of cognizant. All right. So I'm going to pick on Lainey because she said in the episode last week that verbiage is an overused word. And literally that day she told me to fix some verbiage on something. So I had to call her out on that because I said it was such a good word. All right, what's the definition? Cognizant. Having knowledge of or being aware of. Yeah. What do you think? Is that how you think of it, Maggie? Yeah. Do you know where I learned that word? But it's a hard word. That's a hard word to spell. It is. Hopefully I, I spelled it right I remember here. you told me the word, and then I tried to use it <laughs> typing. I'm like, how the hell do I spell that? <laughs> I didn't realize it had a Z. It does, <laughs> yeah. So um, I will tell you who I got to give credit where credit is due for who taught me this word. Chuck. Actually, Christy, but I guess Chuck might have taught Christy. So Christy told me this, I mean, super early on in my career at at Falkenwinkler slash Sentinel. So um, anyway, try to use it in a sentence today. (laughs) All right, so we're about to bring on um, our next guest, who I'm really excited about. I'm excited about every guest, but I know a little bit about this particular guest. Um, She does something really cool as her hobby. I guess we'll call it a hobby. And... Um, we will bring her on in just a minute. All right, guys. So we are going to go ahead and introduce our next guest. Her name is Andy Ardoin. Say, hey, Andy. Hello. I can't even talk. <laughs> so, in full disclosure, this is Andy's first guest appearance on the podcast. Yes, it is. So, be kind. Yes. Um, so, I always try to think about this with all of our guests, Andy. How did we meet? Oh, gosh. Um, I think that's whenever I first arrived at, at Paylocity. Okay. And knew absolutely nothing about 401ks and TPAs and all of that. And... You were actually a competitor of ours. I was. Um, but we became really close 
great friends and you taught me like the way of, of the world and <laughs> the way of 401k plans. Yeah. 401k plans. And it was kind of funny because our relationship really threw people off, which we thought was fun. They, we did get that. <laughs> like, but okay. So what she's talking about from competitors is she worked at Paylocity mm-hmm. and what was your, I called you a sales rep, but I feel That's like fine. you're okay. You can go with that. So, so sales rep <laughs> for Paylocity and Falcon Winkler does do payroll right. for really small to medium-sized businesses. Yep. And most of the time we're doing payroll, just in full disclosure, for people that, for companies that we do multiple services with the firm. Right. I'm very open and honest about this. Right. We are not, ex- when I had a hospital group ask me, they're like 500 people, if I would do a quote on payroll. And I was like, no, you need to call Andy at Payloss <laughs> because we are very good at what we do. But yeah, we, we, we stick to the, you know, 10 to probably 50 employees when it comes to payroll. And so, yeah, we would meet people yeah. like at financial advisors and they'd be like, why are y'all hanging out? Because we love each other. And because <laughs> we really just like each other. And I feel like you can. I'm friends with some of my TPA competitors. Yeah. I call some yeah. of the TPA competitors yeah. to talk shop too. And we all like wine. Love wine. Love wine. And this is And you needed dance shoes. And I did need dance <laughs> shoes for dancing for Big Buddy. Did I ever give those back to you? I don't know. Okay. I think I, I obviously am not dancing a whole lot. So okay. need I haven't dance missed shoes. them in three years. We like wine. Um yeah. but truthfully. I, I kind of has have subscribed to the philosophy of there's enough business to go around. Absolutely, there is enough business to go around. So, um, but yeah, that's that's what happened, and it's been several years now, and I don't really six. Real wow, golly, no way, that's yeah. crazy. Six years. Oh my Y'all goodness, been up with me and getting boudin king cakes for six years. Yes, yes, <laughs> yum. Those have been uh, and just other little treats. You know, yeah. we we love it. So, um, okay, so. Let me just say this, though, about Andy. Mm-hmm. Best sales rep. I mean, hands down. Like, you rock. Thank you. I and care. she's not silly. She's not. She's an, a non-silly sales rep. Just very genuine. Um, really enjoyed working with her. And, I mean, yeah, you're just, you're a I boss, love babe. my people. You do. And you care. I do. We talked about this at lunch the other we day. We did. We actually went and had lunch. So, but one of the things, so we could talk about that and how much you rock at that. Uh, Andy's a very hard worker, very uh, energetic and passionate, but I really want to talk about what I feel like your true passion is. Yes. And I feel like I'm going to... too. Oh, okay. So let's talk about them. Okay. So first one. you. T- I feel like I'm going to say horses, but I, I mean... That would, that would be number one. I feel like there's, <laughs> there's probably a more formal way that I'm supposed to say no. that. So I really want, I do want to know. So what, this is what okay. I've known about Andy. She has horses. I do. You take care of these horses. I do. You They're ride these horses. Yes. And sometimes in competition or something? All the time in All competition. The time. Okay. So can you take us back? Like, when did this start? Has it been mm-hmm. your whole life? Were you, yeah. have you lived out where you live? I don't even know where you live. I, I feel, I just know <laughs> In the middle far. of nowhere. Yeah. Well, probably you know it's at least 50 minutes because I, I told you it was going to take me 50 yeah. minutes to get here. I know that it's far. <laughs> this morning. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So kind of just walk us through, through all that. Yeah. Um, So this was something that I feel, you know, the love for animals in general, I think a lot of people can relate to with dogs and stuff like that. Horses are a little bit of a different beast. Um, They're they're more majestic. They're intimidating, you know, but also inviting. And so, I mean, because they're 1,200 pound, you know, animals Mm -hmm. that tower above you and and can kill you at any moment. Um, But I think that if you have the bond with a horse, it gets, horses can get places where people cannot um, and I think that that's why they're used so much with therapy and things like that. And that's my ultimate. I think my my end goal in life is to do therapy with people, oh, you know, okay. bro- whether it's it's kids or people that have been broken or people that need rehab or, you know, veterans with P- PTSD. I, I would love that. 
Unfortunately, that takes a lot of money, takes a lot of insurance, takes a lot of land. Okay. Um, so that's like the end goal, I think, in life. Um, okay. But the way I got I into it, my mother, as a child, I think, developed the same passion, and it was in her blood. And she never had horses. Her parents were, they didn't understand it. They were never going to have them. They lived in the city. I'm going to interrupt you really quick. Mm-hmm. Are horses expensive to buy? Do you buy a horse? Oh, gosh, yes. Okay, and so I have so, okay. We can go back to that. but we'll, I, that, let, Let's table that for a second okay, we'll because table. I think that if anyone, the important thing that hears this podcast and their kid comes to them and says, ooh, I want a horse, you spend money on the horse. Don't go cheap because okay. it, it can kill your kid. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, you want to do that. So I'll, I'll have some tips okay. for tips. first time for first horse time buyers. Horse buyers, okay. In, in a little in bit. In addition to you probably need some place to put <laughs> You the do. Horse. No, I will, but there's options there. Oh, okay. So um, so anyway, mom, you know, mom grew up with them. She always went and rode with friends, always wanted horses. And when her and my dad uh, got together, he proposed to her and asked him to marry her. And her first response was not yes. It was, do you promise to get me a horse? Uh-huh. <laughs> and dad said yes. And then she said yes. Okay. So that, I think, started the, the kind of passion. And then my grandfather, he raised horses in Texas. So we got to go once a year and be with the horses. Well, I was 10 years old, and we were riding one of the horses, and they didn't get ridden often, so they were a little spunky, and mine kicked at another one, and okay. it scared me. Okay. And mom saw that fear, and she's like, I refuse for my kid, you know, to be scared of horses. So we got back here to Baton Rouge, and we lived in Zachary at the time. And Breck is fabulous. They have a lot of lesson horses, and, and they really take their time with their kids. And they got me lessons. And <laughs> Breck, like the record, the yeah, park? Far, far Park. Okay. All right. And uh, and it was funny because the horse that they put me on was like 30 years old, and I think he was dead and didn't know it. I Aww. mean, he was, he was really sweet. But okay. anyway, real big babysitter, took care of me, boosted my confidence. And I was watching the kids on the other end of the arena jumping jumps. And I'm like, God, that looks fun. And my dad at that point was like, there goes, there's my money. Yep. Um, so we got into horses. My dad, at the end of the day, you know, everybody thought I would outgrow this. My dad's, you know, kind of secret goal was it's, it's cheaper than drug rehab. Mm-hmm. So it, it keeps you busy. I mean, horses, they demand a lot of work. You know, I know everybody's seen the poster that says, um, you know, everything I learned, I learned in kindergarten. It's with horses. I mean, they teach you work. They They humble you. Uh, they humiliate you sometimes okay. because you put all this work and effort. And just this weekend, you know, I went competing and I had a horse that could have won it. And we made a small mistake and we ended up not even getting a time, you know. And so everybody's there looking for you to win. So yeah, it's, we're going to um, have to walk through this whole competition. And, like, basically yeah. what you just said kind of went over my head. That's okay. We'll, we'll, something, we'll get there. Something about time. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the biggest thing to me is, you know, and, and back to kind of the tips for people that, that are kind of first time. Because... I noticed in my, my life that you have a lot of, and, and I say this endearingly, but more of the city people mm-hmm. that live in Baton Rouge and stuff, their kids are like, I want a horse, I want a horse, I want a horse, and they do not know what to do. Yeah. And I think that they get taken advantage of a lot. Okay. So I, I will Kinda offer- Kind of like going to buy a car, but you have no idea what you're looking for and- Correct. You know, okay, gotcha. And horses can be damaged and they can hurt their kids and things like that. You, the biggest, you know, the cheapest thing you're going to do is the initial investment. Trust me. Okay. Whether it's, you know, $2,000, $5,000, $10,000. Had a friend recently who just spent $200,000 on a horse. Ooh. So the industry is, is alive and well. But when it comes to a good kid's horse, you need to plan for around five grand. Okay. And it's because this horse has been there, done that. They're not going to hurt your kid. And 
At least on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you need to, to invest that money and you need to you need to find a trainer that's not gonna take advantage of you. You need to interview people. Reach out to me because I, I know a lot of the people around here and I know the ones that are a little bit more helpful. Okay. And those that, that see money coming and, and take advantage. So anyway, you need to partner up with someone who who's been in the industry for a while and don't just go in there blindly. Okay. So let's talk about that. So okay. isn't that isn't actually like horse riding called like equestrian? Equestrian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I'll help you there. Is that what you are? Um, so there's so there's English and Western. Equestrians kind of blanket the whole thing, okay. but is more so used on the English side, which I did hunter jumper. For probably eight years. That's where you see them like in the Olympics and they're jumping over fences and stuff like that. So I did that. But I grew up, we didn't have money. You know, my dad was a very hard worker. Mom stayed at home to take care of me. And we were competing with people that could spend a couple hundred thousand on a horse. And we'd go out and we'd spend, you know, I mean, I, I got the racetrack rejects for under a thousand bucks. Okay. And I almost died several times. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but, but it also made me a better rider. It made me a better trainer, compete. You know, I, I, I had to claw my way to the top to compete with a lot of these people. So were you doing this in grade school, high school, through college? Started in middle school. Started in middle school. Yep. Okay. That and basketball and everything else. My poor mom didn't sleep. Okay. So I feel like a lot of parents are in that situation. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you kind of get into it and then you start competing. Yes. Okay. So the only horse riding I've ever done has been at Camp Marydale when I was Which is Girl fabulous. <laughs> okay. But I do remember every year we would do it, getting on the horse and figuring out, like, and looking down at the ground and being like, I'm I'm higher up here. I don't know why. I just feel once you get up there, you're like, okay, I'm I'm higher. Yeah. And then the horse, you know, like it's moving. If, yeah, the horse starts moving, and you kind of start rocking. And then if it's like uneven terrain, yeah. you know, like yeah. I could see. Once I got comfortable, I was okay. But I ain't yeah. about to go trotting the horse and jumping over some yeah. sort of a fence or anything like that. So I'm assuming that you know, if let's say somebody's like, okay, I've got my child is really into horses Mm -hmm. okay I don't actually know anybody like that but when you talk about the connection with the horses I feel like I can resonate and a lot of people can especially because people have connections with their pets you know sometimes I like my pets more than I like people because (laughs) that is me they are never (laughs) mad at you no they love you unconditionally they love you unconditionally you know they might drive you insane but they truly love you unconditionally like you know you can't get the silent treatment from your pet well and what's funny is people like to compare horses to being big dogs they are not. They're big cats. Oh, okay. It is a lot of times you will not force them to do something that they don't want to do. They're going to do it on their terms uh-huh. when they want so to. So they're kind of stubborn. And I think that if you can have more of a friendship, you're not going to dictate to a horse. Y'all are going to have a, a conversation. Do and you, then you're going to make them think it's their idea. Do you have to establish. <laughs> just oh. like a cat. Oh. I feel like that's just like. People sometimes. One hundred percent. They, I've learned everything in my sales job from communicating with horses, right? And because you have, to, okay, I, mean, I can't use words. I'm just gonna be honest. I don't think David Winkler's ever gonna listen to this podcast, so I'm gonna say this. But I used to <laughs> make. I I finally got really good at reading him and being like. I'm just going to make this like it's his idea. Yes. And yes. then it would he would go with it, you know. <laughs> yes. So, I hate to compare David to a horse, but, you know, <laughs> it's kind of the same philosophy. Yeah. Okay, so... I'm assuming so somebody, you know, my child wants a horse. Is there a is there a 
more appropriate age that you know do they ride ponies at first oh yeah like yeah okay and it and it depends so in baton rouge you're going to see more of the english stuff okay um my my babysitter and i don't have kids we share that yep so she is also the person in my will should something happen to me and she gets all of my animals oh wow um but anyway she she teaches lessons and has a barn that's located just south of Baton Rouge, and it's called Purple Rain Farms. Okay. Um, they have lesson horses. So you can go and you can actually ride horses and kind of gauge the interest of your kid and see if they're going to stay into it. Um, I would say that usually seven, eight, you know, nine years old is probably a good age. But, I mean, in my world, in, in barrel racing, which is more on the western okay. side of riding, I mean, you have kids out there that are three and four years old, and they're they're at it. But, I mean, when they're born, their parents have them on horses. Yeah. Um, you know, but you're going to, the way that it usually goes is you're going to go do lessons. You're going to, you know, borrow the horse. And then after that, the kid's going to be like, oh, well, we need our own horse. So then you're going to buy the horse. Well, then it's going to be, you're going to pay board, which is um, almost as much as a mortgage mm. for the horse to stay there. Mm. And then you're going to pay for competitions and things like that. And then that horse is, they're going to outgrow that horse. So then you're going to have to buy another horse. Okay. So, again, never skimp on the initial thing because you want a horse that's not going to kill your kid. Mm -hmm. But then as they get better, you're going to know if they're going to stick with it or not. So, okay, so, you know, me. Mm -hmm. I live in a cottage in the city, okay? I could not put a horse in my backyard, so I would have to pay board. And then do, when you pay board, do you pay somebody to feed the horse and, like, take care of the horse? Okay. That's part of it. Okay. That's part of it. Okay. So then you pay for That's why you're paying the mortgage. Oh, okay. They do everything. Oh, <laughs> yes. okay. And they train your kid. So, I mean, but but honestly, if, if you don't have the experience, that is the way to go. That is the right way to do it. You okay. find somebody who's going to guide you and help you and all of that. Okay. Know? Okay, so then you get to this point where you start to get really good and comfortable and you go, you start entering into competitions. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to ask this just because, like, this is where my brain goes. Is there any money in competing? In English, not so much. Okay. Which is why when I hit college, my English horse became a barrel horse. Okay. okay? So there's a difference. You have English riding. That's more proper. It's more about training and things like that. Barrels, you know, there's judges involved, right? In in barrel racing, which is what I do, is you'll see that in rodeo, okay? okay? Where you have the bull riding and the roping and all that stuff, and you have the girls barrel racing. So what we do is it's it's us on the clock. And we have to go in there and we have to run around three barrels and get across the clock faster than anybody else. Uh, so it is all, it, it is a race okay. and it's all about precision. It's all about timing, um, all of that. And so it's, it's pretty intense. You know, I mean, this weekend I, I competed and I have a younger horse. The first day she didn't do great. The second day she came back and we were eighth out of over 200 horses. Oh, wow. So she did great, you know, and it's, it's one of those, it's trial and error. Cause I mean, it's, you can you can have your best day, and then they might just be a little off that day. Yeah, they could be the best day, and then you look like a monkey on a stick, and you're not helping them at all. You know, and then the glorious thing I think that everybody chases is when you're both on your game on the same day, Insane. which is fabulous. Okay, Maggie, do you ride horses? No, I have I have family members that do. Though. Okay, yeah, you know you know my cousin Anna. Yeah. 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 And she was, they were at Rodeo. I'm going to say Anna, Anna, yeah, Bass all the time, but she's were married they, to Holland. <laughs> were, were, yes. Were you at the same, were you at the same Rodeo with her? Not this weekend. weekend. Okay. So Anna has gotten, she has kids, so she's gotten into youth rodeos mm-hmm. and things like that. 
So, and and in our world, I think with everything, everything started to kind of segment a little bit. And so I went to a competition in Dritter, Louisiana. We went to Georgia a couple months ago. We're going to, you know, Jackson. So I'm chasing what they call money added. So not only is there a percentage of your entry fee that goes into the pot that you win, Mm -hmm. but there was also 13,000 extra added dollars that gets divvied up. So what sort of prize were you looking at this weekend if you were to get first place? Um, so first place, well, so there was there was a couple different. Um, I would say first place was probably around 1500 you know, but they also had a specialized race that was a $250 entry fee, which is pretty sizable, and that won, I think, three, three grand to win it. Nice. Okay. Yeah. But you do this, though, because Every, you love it. I love it. Because you love it, even if there was no money, right? No. It's kind of no, like when no. people go run races. Put it this way. It, there, there's a probably fraction of a percent of people that actually make money doing what we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, because by the time you, you at, brought three horses this weekend, it was a moderate, you know, mid-level race. I probably won 750 bucks, but I probably spent that for my entry fees, plus fuel to get there, mm-hmm. you know, plus everything else while you're there. It's just plus, a bonus item. Plus, this is going to blow your mind. I mean, you've got, I spend money on chiropractors for my horses. They have an, a specialized equine dentist. Uh, we do acupuncture. I do magnetic therapy on them. Yeah, so, I mean, they're Lasers, kids. I mean. People spend a lot of money on their offspring, right? Mm-hmm. These are like your kids, and you mm-hmm. love them. I, I feel do. like that ho- the, your horses probably get better care than I do for myself. Probably, yes. Okay. Most so, people. So. Like, they're on a non-GMO, like, very natural diet, which we can get into the health conversation neither today or on another day, but yes. Okay, so how many horses do you currently have? I don't need to say this on record. Um, so I've got nine. Okay. One is my husband's, but but yeah, I ride I ride eight. So did your husband? I can't sell them. Like <laughs> horses, I think it's great. <laughs> I just like I kind of think about the amount of work. Like Andy will be like, you know, we'll be hanging out or something in the afternoon. She's like, okay, well, I got to go home and do the horses. I'm like, you have to do this every day, twice a day, twice a day, every day, twice a day. And they're athletes, so like you train yeah. every day. The horses, you have to ride them at least three days, three to four days a week because they're going to compete on the weekends. So you got to keep their lungs up. you got to keep their muscles up. Their, How do you all keep that. eight horses trained? I ride four every day. Okay. For every, four every other day. And how, so how long? I mean, how much time does that oh, take? We've got it down to about 30, 30 minutes a horse. So you ride your horses for two hours a day? Well, yeah. Okay. So And feed. And feed. When do you eat? <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Whenever I come and meet y'all for lunch, yeah, that's like her meal of the day. Yeah, See, that's, that's not my meal mean. of the day. That's like Andy's only meal. That's just my like actual lunch, you know. But yeah. I'm always like, hey, wine is supper. Yeah. So, okay. So fruit salad for dinner. This is gonna sound really silly, but I'm assuming that riding a horse mm-hmm. takes some mental and physical energy combined. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're first doing it. Right? Yeah, one hundred percent. It's probably supernatural to you yes. now. Yes. Is it kind of like a stress reliever? Oh my god! Is that kind of just like the the I'm I'm imagining like you know Yellowstone, yeah, the TV show, yeah. you know, and it's See, just like the trotting. You have to understand, I'm a thinker, and so that's why I was a little nervous with the podcast because I have to think mm. before I respond. Okay? okay, and that that's my dad. He instilled that in me. My mom, I wish I could be as quick off the tongue as her, but I'm just not. You know, you'll say something to me, and then you you could insult me. And I'm just going to look at you, and and I'm going to have to go process that, okay. and then I'm going to come back and tell you off. Okay. Right? That's who I am as a person. I'm not like that. 
No. I am not a processor. No. And it's what's so funny is I, my friends, my circle, I am attracted to people who are quick because I'm a thinker. Yeah, we got opposite So, track. with that said, you know, everything of the day, I kind of, when I'm on the horses, I, I'm present, but I also work through stuff in my mind. And that's where my ideas come from. That's where, you know, I mean, in what I was doing, I solve a lot of problems and, and a lot of integrations and, and it's all communication and no one knows how to talk about technology anymore. No, no one says the right words. So that's where I would think and then be able to go back and do my emails at night to bridge those gaps and, and communication with clients. So that's that's where I solved the, the problems of the world and decompress. Yeah, so this also, so like you live an hour away. You would You would sometimes come into town, mm-hmm. uh, to town. And so I'm like, how, so if you have to drive an hour mm-hmm. and back and then you're looking at two hours minimum a day to. Plus feeding. So plus you might as well say four hours a day. Oh my God. Okay. Commitment. So. But people do that with their kids in the afternoon. That's true. You do that with, with your exercise that's and your true. husband. That's a good way But it's it. also why. Maybe it's because it's eight horses. Most people don't have eight children. Right. Well, it's also why I got into into sales as a profession. Flexibility on that. Is the schedule. flexibility. Yeah. Because I'm the person who does get up and work the horses, you know, in the morning and do things in the morning before work. But then I kind of do work all day. And then I come back in the afternoons, I'll do what I need to do with them, and then you see me on the computer from 9 to midnight. So, so that's who I am. Do y'all ever go on vacation? Like, what mm-hmm. do you do if you go on vacation? My babysitter. They have a babysitter. She's been with me for about five, six years now. Okay. Yeah, because y'all go a lot, too. We do. I mean, well, we, yeah. Like I mean, we, we're probably gone two weekends a month. And she takes care of the kids, her and her, her family. Now, wasn't it a couple of years ago one of your horses did have, uh, I was going to say a baby, but that's not, but gave birth, right? So we, we've had, I think seven or eight, I'd have to have to count. We've had seven or eight babies. Um, so there's, there's a couple of different and, and neither way is wrong, but in, in what I do, you can either go buy a horse that's finished and you know, you're going to pay, you know, 50 to 250, $350,000, depending on what level that you want this horse finished and to be able to compete. Right. Um, I have always thoroughly enjoyed breaking and training and teaching them and all of that. So I, I mean, I can't remember the last horse I actually like bought. Um, I bought a couple, but they were only a year old. So some of these are babies that you've raised. Uh, we've had seven or eight of them. Wow. I have a dumb question. Hmm. How long is a horse pregnant for? 11 and a half months. Okay. I want to raise like an elephant. And an elephant like two, two years, years or something like no. that, which would be. No. And my poor okay. husband. I always ask him to breed some more. Because it was always, hey, let me breed this one and then I'll sell one. He's caught on to that. Oh, and I, like, I yeah. mean, this is fixing to be it. But he ain't going to listen to it. You're, you're lying. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's all right. Yeah. He well, knows. he might listen to this he one. We might turn him on to the, he might. it might be a podcast. But it's just thing. the thing is, is, I mean, you know, at first there is a market for that and you can make money. At, you know, breeding, breaking, training, selling, right? And I thought that's what I was going to do. But, I mean, they're my children. You get attached. Yes. And, and I, have a different, I have a different philosophy when it comes to horses. Some people view them as tools. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I view them as people. Like, I probably overhumanize them. But it's funny because my horses give me their 100% of their heart. And they're going to do everything they can. You know, we're, we're a true partnership. And we compete. What's the lifespan of a horse? Um, it depends. 
Uh, usually 30-ish, 35. I mean, we have seen, my neighbor had one that lived to be 42, which I think was the oldest okay. in the state of, of Louisiana. Wow. But I lost one a few years ago. She was 25. I, know, I think I remember that. Yeah. I think I remember but that. she had, um, she had a, her um, intestine twisted, and I wasn't going to do a surgery on a 25-year-old. She, she probably wouldn't have made it. It's a hard surgery. recovery. Yeah. So I kind of made the humane decision on that one. Yeah. I mean, I just think, I, I said this, um, I don't remember if I've talked about this on another podcast, but, I mean, I don't have a connection with any horse because I don't yeah. have horses, but whenever we lost our German Shepherd, our dog, about a year ago. It's hard. I was like, this is so hard. And then I posted something on Facebook, you know, and I got a plethora of comments on it because people can really relate to that. And that's the thing. Those pets... I mean, they become part They're of therapy. Their family. Yeah, and they are therapy. They are therapy. They are therapy. There's been a few times where I've had like random surgeries or whatever, and I couldn't go outside or couldn't ride. And my poor my husband, he's like, I remember I had a surgery on my elbow, and they were very specific. They're like, do not get any dust. And I live in a gravel road. <laughs> do not get any dust in that cut. You know, do not go outside for two weeks. I think I made it two days, and my husband had, he's like duct taping a garbage bag around my arm, and he's like, just go touch one, because I can't live with you. <laughs> I mean, it, it's true. They, they you know, I they're my drug. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, but. Well, I think, I just think they're part of your family. And truthfully, like, I mean, I, I enjoy watching, I talked about Yellowstone, I think, last time, you know, way behind the times. on. We don't kill this. people. Well, right. And we don't go, we but, don't bring them in the them, them and their there horses, are a few I'd like them to. and their horses, it's just neat. I don't know, it's just yeah. very interesting, you know, yeah. and you can tell that they've probably become close to some of those horses. Okay, so I have one more well, question. And I was going to tell you what's cool is the one of the main trainers is a guy from here who trains oh, okay. all the horses okay. on the set. So one more question before what? you said you had another passion, so I want to talk oh, about the okay. second passion. But let's just say Maggie and I are like, we are going to go ride some horses okay. today. Okay. Where do we go do that? So, you could probably come to my house if okay. you feel like driving an hour north. Okay. Um, otherwise, I would say I would either put you in touch with Nicole. Okay. Or put you in touch with Breck. Okay. Because they, I mean, they really do. You you need to be on horses. You know, the, the bad thing about mine, they're very broke, and they, they, but they have a lot of buttons. They're very fine-tuned. You almost need the horse that is going to more do so what it wants to do and okay. take care of you versus the one that's going to listen to what you tell it. Because you might tell it to run. So let me, <laughs> and you want the horse that you want the horse that goes. So yeah, the she wrong don't mean thing. That. Yeah. So <laughs> she so, doesn't really. Yeah, mean that. she has no idea what she's talking about. She, if, if you kick mine, you're going. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So which I'd probably be like, don't kick it, don't kick it. And then I, yeah, there we go. So are there some horses? So I feel like you are probably the primary rider of your horse, right? Um. Yeah. So do they get just? also very used to you so if somebody else got on there that maybe had a different training or a different riding style would that throw them off um so I don't there's one or two people that have ever like competed on one of my horses that wasn't me okay and they were their trainers I have a, a very dear friend who's very successful in the training world and so that's that's my mentor and that's who I go his name's Dustin Angel he's from Robert, Louisiana, and okay. I mean, he's made it big on the national stage and, and really does well with horses. But our the way that we train, and, and we don't force them to do anything. We teach them. And so our because our theories kind of, I guess, coincide, it, it's not a shock to the horses. Like, okay. they're fine. Okay. I was just, just wondering, you know, if the one that's kind of used to, you know, having a bunch of different people on them, with the, you know, if that made a difference. All right, so... What's your second passion? I don't, the health coaching. That's what I thought. Okay. The so. one that you keep trying to make me 
Well, yeah, Andy's been talking about being a health coach for, I don't know, a it's year or so. So we go to lunch, and I'm like, last week, I'm like, ooh, selfishly, you know, this is all about me. I can ask her about health coaching, and she's like, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that right now. So, but, yeah, you are very passionate about it. I am. And, and that, that could be a whole podcast in itself, but I'm very passionate because I think that this whole big mystery of health, people overcomplicate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Myself and, included. And totally. it's, it's not ever complicated. You just eat fruits, vegetables, meats, non-processed stuff. Stay on the outside of the grocery stores. Only go inside for oils and spices and you're good to go. So we were having lunch and Andy is, uh, she was off last week and I was also off last week. I did a staycation. Side note, best decision <laughs> I've ever. ever made. I'm doing one week like that a year. She's like, forward. I'll be doing this every other week. I mean, it was, it was just, I mean, I still worked a little bit, but it was just, you know, I didn't have have a jam-packed calendar. Yeah. I was just in a better mood. So Andy and I, we, we sit down to lunch. And the the waitress is like, apparently nowadays, happy hours during lunch. Okay. okay. Yes. So she's like, okay. We 2020. Have some, we have some happy hour specials. And I don't, I wasn't thinking about wine. I just, until she said that. And we were like, yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll do a glass of wine. And then, so we're, you know, having this lovely lunch. And Andy basically told me, she goes, protein and something green at every meal. And I was like, okay. I can probably do that for the most part, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say that one of the things that I've um, is is interesting to me is the mm-hmm. whole concept of intuitive eating. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's I don't know. I guess I, I read the book or whatever. Do you have thoughts on intuitive eating? Do you feel like you? I feel like you probably eat pretty intuitively. Yeah, and when you say intuitive, is that like listening to yes, your hum- what your body like, is yeah, craving? Yeah. Um, I think the body, though, it depends on where you're starting from. You're not starting from a place of people who live on the standard American diet of at every meal. Yeah. Um, I, I have people in my life that, you know, they consider corn their vegetable. I'm like, first off, it's not a vegetable. It's That's a grain. That's my husband. First off, it's a grain. Love you, Patrick, but corn is not a vegetable. It, it's grain. <laughs> um, and I feel that, you know, a lot of people, so their body doesn't, doesn't even know how to tell them and I feel like people have lost touch we are mammals Mm -hmm. okay we think that we're some superior this that and the other we are mammals our body still needs the things that that our ancestors ate and I guess with the horses I watch them and and they're so so much closer to nature and and we've evolved to something that's unrecognizable yeah and, you know, we feel like all we need are processed things and cheeses, and that's fine. There are so many people that are walking around this this country and city, and all the craziness in the world is because their brains, they're starved. Yeah. And they might be overweight. Right. But they are nutritionally they're deficient. They're malnourished. On they are malnourished. level, yeah. And so the body then, you know, you might be able to, to go like that for a while, but eventually it's going to shut down. You know, and it starts affecting your brain, your thought. And so there's so many people on antidepressants and crazy and all this. And I turn on the TV and you see all these crazy people. And, and my husband will tell you the first thing I'm like, you need a better diet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Well, I really do. I mean. It I, affects your hormones. It affects how you deal with things. It, it's But I think it's crazy. also, you know, this, right. Well, we'll I'll say this one last comment and then, <laughs> yeah. But truthfully, I do think that nowadays, and I would say, you know, one of the things about the quarantine and all mm-hmm. the stuff we've been through is I do think it's given people opportunity, certain opportunities to, to step back, back right? To nature. Because we're go, go, go. I don't know if it was like this forever, but we are literally go, go, go all the time. How much stuff can I jam pack into my day? And, and we brag on it. We do. 
We do. And that's so wrong. We have that busy Olympic, you know, mentality. And, and I forgot what, I think Simon Sinek had said something mm-hmm. similar to that too, that it's almost like a, a, a token or a badge that, hey, I've worked this much, you know. Yeah, I worked myself to death. Right. And <laughs> yeah. so part of that is you don't even have, you're not even spending time eating, you know. Mm-hmm. And that, that to me, and at least for me personally, yeah. that's where the processed food comes into play. You yeah. know, like, do not get me wrong. I love a bag of Doritos. But I know that that's, you know, it's food. But it's really not going to, I'm not going to perform my, I'm not going <laughs> to perform my best, yeah. you know, at yeah. that. So, well, um, and you got to think about this. And, and I think that, you know, people... People want to, they want the easy button. They want the quick pill and the quick fix. Everybody does. You can have someone who eats right, exercises correctly, and they do everything else right, but maybe their finances are out of line. Right. Or maybe they're in a bad relationship. Or maybe they're stressed for some other reason. And I try to tell people, you know, and and eventually, this is something I am going to dive 100% into is with the health coaching. But when, when I sit down, you know, they're like, okay, how do I eat? Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. We have about eight different things that we're going to talk about, and you're going to rate where they are, and we're going to start making those things easier and better for you. Because I can fix your diet, I can fix your exercise, but if you don't fix your job that stresses you out, which some people had to make a change, yeah, you know, I mean, that's you have to have all pieces and parts, you know, that are that are better. And then people, they get into this, and I, I would assume you would be in this perfection mode to say, oh, well, everything needs to be perfect. Absolutely. That's never going to happen. Unrealistic expectations. Totally hold myself to too high of a standard. And you I have had to be a, I had a client, and she told me, she was a, a wellness coach, health and wellness coach, and she said, if you do not get, and she wasn't mine, she was just telling me this when we were meeting, enrolling them in their 401k plan, she said, if you do not get your stress under control, then every everything else is irrelevant. You can exercise all you want. You yep. can eat the healthiest of diets. And I was like, and to this day, I'm still working on that. But I am mm-hmm. trying to, um, I read something, a good post on Instagram about you can't pour from an empty cup. And I think that that is, and some days it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Some days you are just going to be grinding it yeah. out for 10 to 12 hours yeah. a day, you know, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, we could talk about, we I, might, we might, that might be another, uh, and trust me, I have podcast. so many quick tips. I mean, I, I did a full year long course to become a certified health coach and there's so many things that could make it easier. Yeah. For yeah. people. Okay, well, we, yeah. Will, we will circle back to that. So, <laughs> uh, being that I do like to try to keep these under about 45 yep. minutes. Um, so I'm going to ask you five questions. Okay. They're either or questions. You'll okay. figure it out. Okay. Okay. So these are very random. All right. Okay. There's no, there's no method to my <laughs> madness. All right. And it's possible that some might be neither. So okay. um, I tried to do questions that I didn't think I knew the answer to All right. for you. All right. Would you rather a margarita or a martini? Martini. Okay. Me too. <laughs> you know when I came up with that question? When I was drinking a martini this weekend. I was like, oh, that's a good question. I'm ready what flavor? Well, I just like a vodka martini straight up. See, I, I like the a dirty martini. Yeah. So that's I'm just, it. yeah, Patrick. I'm not a sweet. I'm a, I like, I like the yeah, olive. Yeah. All right, so would you say you are a night owl or an early riser? No, I'm night owl because I do not rise early at all. Okay, not Ever. an early riser. Okay. Ever. Would you? Pre- <laughs> this one's kind of boring. I'm just curious. Would you prefer chicken or seafood? Ooh, seafood. Okay. But not fried. Right. Okay. I get it. Yeah. Okay, so... Important distinction. Okay, so I'm just going to say in a normal year, non-2000, not a 2020 okay. year, for New Year's Eve, would you rather stay in or go out? We stay in. Okay. 
I knew the answer to that one. <laughs> I was like, I got this one. Well, and, and fireworks and horses don't always mix. So oh, yeah. I stay in and I stay up and I'm watching the barn. My, my puppies get, yes. get a little freaked out. Okay, would you rather watch a TV show or read a book? So during this little two-week break that I have, I am on my third book. Okay. And I am thoroughly enjoying getting back into books. Okay, I love to read. I'd rather read a I book. I do too. And I'm not talking about on a Kindle. I want to fill pages. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I want I'm, to hold a book. I actually, I feel like I pay. I read more when I have an actual book, and I do have a Kindle. You know, I just so. like the feel. Yeah. All right. So thank you, Andy. Thank you. Now, do you this have that pain? Do you have? I, I feel like I'm pretty decent. <laughs> You're awesome. <laughs> okay. Do you have like a personal email address or anything you want to share if anybody has questions for you? Um. No. Okay. No, but I, I'm as far as or like, they can they can drop it on our Instagram or something. Drop like it that. on Instagram, okay. or I mean, you can find me on Facebook as well. Okay, and it's just Andy Ardway. Okay, all right. So we're going to wrap up okay. um, with our now they're back to weekly favorites. What did I call them last week? Things that make us happy. <laughs> Things that make us happy. Things that make us happy. All right. So I found um, this mascara, Maggie, and it is a dupe for a very famous. Mascara by Too Faced. I'm not going to say the name of this actual mascara. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. The um, dupe is the L'Oreal Voluminous Lash Paradise. And it is like 10 bucks, and it is legit and just as good as the $30 Too Faced. Also wanted to point out, you introduced me to this app, Brandify. I did. You I did. don't remember doing that, you but did. I, I do now. You did. So, Maggie, what is the Brandify app? Brandify is an app strictly dedicated to finding those dupes for makeup and skincare products. Because who doesn't love a dupe? Right. I love a dupe. You know, sometimes, sometimes you want the real thing, and sometimes you're like, if the dupe's good, I mean, right. I'm stuck. I, I found a new line from Italy, and I am stuck, and it's not that bad priced. Oh, okay. It, it's called Milk. And it, it's, That's right. Oh, my Sephora goodness. Sephora sells it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And their lip gloss, it's like a hemp lip gloss. I, it's almost like candy. Like, oh, okay. It's a yeah, habit, you it's a me, habit you now. Did tell I love it. That. All right, it we can so, link that here. There's so much out there. There is. It does Once get a little overwhelming. Once you find something, you like, need to just stick to it. Well, and, it's, and you know me, and it's clean. Yeah. So it, there's not all the chemicals and all that. No, they have that. some good stuff. Yeah, and I, so, I do feel I'm like gonna, I know when I find something good when I use it all. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. I go buy the same thing. And I have absolutely no desire. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. So that's a good, that's a good line. But Brandify is really good though if mm-hmm. you're looking for something, you know. Because I mean, like drunken elephant. Is it drunken elephant? Drunk elephant. Drunk elephant. Drunk elephant. Drunken. <laughs> drunk elephant. Like drunken chicken. Dr- drunken chicken. <laughs> but drunk elephant. Also, there's some there's some products on there that are really really good. And then there's other, I just have a hard time spending like mm-hmm. seventy five bucks on a moisturizer when I feel like yeah. Neutrogena also has a good moisturizer. That's just me. I don't have. Overly sensitive skin, you know, so. My grandmother, she died at, at 89, I believe, and she had the most beautiful skin. She used all of LA her oh, yeah, entire yeah. life. I, to me, it's it's getting your face clean. Mm-hmm. I mean, now I'm, a, I'm kind of obsessive about that. Like, I, I need to clean my face. So, what's your, what's your things that make you happy, Maggie? I think you wrote one down. The things that made me happy this week were these nails I have on. I like that color. The the red aspen, there are glue-on nails. So I, I love having my nails done. I'm a picker. So if I don't have my nails done, I pick my cuticles mm-hmm. and make myself bleed. It's really painful. Um, even worse when I'm stressed. I like It's something I do. But I find that when my nails are done, I don't do it. Like, I don't have any bobos, you see? I, no bobos. <laughs> and, um, but I hate going to the nail salon, and I hate the commitment, 
and I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the way that it makes my nails look. It makes me feel, but I don't like being locked in to having to go to an appointment, a standing appointment. I have enough of those. Yeah. So, or sometimes an hour to two hours. Yes. yes. Two hours. You know. You have to time it right, and you could be stuck in there for a while. And I'll have this one place, and they're, they're good. So they're good, and they have a lot of people come Correct. in. Yes. So I got these. I did them in the car on the way to Thanksgiving lunch, and they've been on. What's the date? It's December 7th right now. So they've been on for over a week. and. Oh. No complaints. All right. Well, I still go to the nail salon, and I need to. I'm ready to. Maybe I move can't. On. Too much dirt. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. It's well, you can't. But it's give my toast on that. I do feel like, <laughs> but like sometimes to me, it's it is a commitment, and mm-hmm. now I'm like, I have to go because my nails are growing out too long. So anyway, mm-hmm. that's here or there. So lastly, I have been feel like I've been really bad about this at the end of all of the podcasts, and that is our. <laughs> Guys, I have, a, I have some favors to ask for our listeners, and that is if you like the podcast and you think we're legit, if you could share with friends and family and anybody else that you think um, you would that would enjoy listening to the podcast, because we have hit a thousand downloads on our podcast, more than that, I'm sure, by the time this one comes out, which is great. And we appreciate everybody that's been loyal, and we definitely have some very loyal. Uh, I, was, I keep wanting to say clients. No, but they're not clients. Mm-hmm. Nope. Loyal listeners. Uh, but we would really love to get the word out. We think that all of our guests have been fantastic. And while not every podcast is going to relate to everyone, uh, you know, we're just looking to connect with more of y'all. So um, we still do have the Louisiana Ladies Gmail. It's Louisiana Ladies Podcast at gmail.com, right, Lainey? Also on Instagram, also on Facebook. Working on our social media presence, that's our 2021 goal, and uh, we would just love for you guys to share and, and send us any f- feedback would be great, too, because we're still learning. Right, Lainey? Absolutely. Lainey told me the other day that she thought she was really good at social media until I started coming up with all the stuff that we need to do on social media, <laughs> and she was like, I don't know why. I'm starting to get confused the more I look into it. Yeah, social media is confusing, so. It is. Any last thoughts, Maggie? Social media is just ever-changing. It's ever-changing. You might have known how to do something at one point, and then they change where it is. Right, like now on Instagram, there's the shopping Oh, they're where it used to be your notifications. Yeah. Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah, and then, like, the Louisiana Ladies podcast on Instagram's got a few other different things than my personal. Like, the notifications and the messages look a little bit different. So, anyway. But that's that. Thanks, everyone, for uh, being with us. And we are going to, we're just going to keep going in 2021. We've had a lot of fun. Um, Oh, the other thing is, if anybody has a suggestion or you would like to be a guest on the podcast, please reach out. I'm kind of just going with people that I meet and that are around. And we will have Louisiana lads on. So if it is a guy that would be a guest that you think would be a really good guest, we would we would certainly welcome him with open arms. Just like we go. welcome Casey, the only guy in our department. So hope everybody has a great week and we will see y'all soon. Bye.